Saturday of the month. Um, I want to welcome everyone into the month of June. 
Um, it has been God's grace from the beginning of this year to this very present moment. So count yourself um, favored to be part of those that will see these new months. And I pray it's going to be a great month for every one of us in the name of Jesus. All right, welcome to uh, our weekend um, webinars. Um, if you are new with us, this is the Right Minded Youth Commission. Uh, it is a platform where we gather youth to share with them the in depth of the Word of God and we share truths with them. So the truth of the word of God that transforms our mind, renews our mind to be able to function as the Lord has proposed and originated, you know, the Lord has originally rather proposed us to function. So it is it is a platform worth being. It is a platform worth joining. It is a place, a right place to be at this present time because we trust God to give us words per season. And for every word that comes out for every season, we believe it's, it's, for, it's for a transformation. You know, the word of God is not for information. It is for transformation. You know, the, the many books out there, they give you information, but they, they, they have no power to be able to transform because for transformation to occur, we need life. We need life. For a fetus to become a full, full, full for a zygote to become a, a full, fully grown fetus, they, they, it needs life. And for a for a, 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 a fetus to become a fully grown grown child, it needs life. So when transformation is to occur, we require life. So transformation cannot occur, you know, without life. And that is why the word of God is supreme above every other word because it is the only word that comes with life. Jesus says, the word that I speak unto you are spirit and they are life. The words that I speak unto you are spirit and they are life. So without the word of God, you cannot have life. You without the word of God, you are just as empty as as, as as empty as emptiness itself so the word of god is what brings transformation so we don't come here to share information we come here to bring words that carries information that could transform your life depending on how you receive it so you know it is not just about getting the information or getting the knowledge it is about being transformed he said do not be conformed to this world but be transformed be transformed by the renewer of your mind and how do we renew our mind he said he said um, satisfy me O lord satisfy them O lord with thy word because thy word is truth so you get renewed by the word of god you get renewed daily by the word of god he said the word of god is like a mirror the more you look into it the more you become it and the more you become it the more you are transformed the more you are transformed the more you can function as you have been originally proposed to function. Amen. So it is a great place to be, and I want you to follow this series as closely as you can. 
follow the series as closely as you can and try every best possible with the help of the Spirit of God to put them to practice. Don't just listen. He said, do not be hearers alone, but be doers of the word. God does not celebrate hearers. God does not celebrate hearers. He celebrates doers. They, they are the ones that yield fruits. It is not those that listen that yield fruits. It is those. It is they that do it that it produces for them. Jesus said, if you have a, a, a faith as small as this seed, if your, if your faith is as small as a monster seed, he said, it shall say unto this mountain, be moved, and it shall be moved, and be casted into the ocean, and it shall happen. But how many people have tried to put that to practice? You know, everyone just easily quotes that scripture, that Jesus said it. The fact that Jesus said it doesn't mean it will come to pass in your life. That Jesus has, you know, as 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 giving a word in his through the scripture does not mean it will automatically come to life in your in your own personal reality until you engage it, until you follow actions. He said, he said, as so as, as the body without the spirit is there, so is faith without work dead. So I want you to follow this series as a work of faith that comes and back that is backed up by your actions by your action so this month we are going to be doing we are going to be going on a series we are going on a series the purpose series and i'm rediscovering you no know, the lord gave me the theme for the month and he said it's a month for his children to begin to rediscover purpose and you know you know whenever the lord used the word re it means it has been discovered before and probably one way or the other forgotten or lost at the point then god wants to help his children at this season at this time and season that are connected with right-minded youth commission you know he's sending a message to the world through the commission that he is actually he is helping and enabling us to rediscover purpose again he's giving us another fresh opportunity to start again that we may be able to discover purpose. <laughs> I'm so ex- excited about this month because it, you know, whenever God brings, He said, as the as the as the oil runs from the head of Aaron down to to the to the tail of his garment, you know. So you know, as God is trying to feed His people, the 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 the, the grace and the life to be able to rediscover purpose, He's starting with me by His grace. I'm so I'm so privileged to be the vessel that God is going to be using. I'm so privileged because I know as I am passing this information that is bringing transformation, God is also working it in my life. As long as I play my life down for, to be worked upon, Amen. So it's going to be a great month because God is going to be enabling us to be seeing and to rediscover why we are here, why we are here. While we are here, so I want you to, to 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 grab a chair wherever you are. If you are on the road, you know, try not to be disturbed. But um, sometimes you might not be able to avoid such distraction. But just try your best possible with the help of the Holy Spirit to to be focused on what is coming out this season. Because you know, God speaks. God speaks in diverse forms. So you don't know when He's going to send your own word. So don't just say, oh, is this little boy, oh, is this topic, oh, we've known a lot about this. No, 
the word of God is fresh, is fresh, is it never, it never, it never wearies, it never, it never slack, it never fades. Jesus said it stands forever, it is established forever. So the word of God is always fresh. The Bible says it's love and new every morning. And the Bible says God is love. And don't forget that he's also the word. So that means if God is new every morning, his loves are new every morning, then his word can come to you fresh every morning. That's why you can read a verse and bring hundreds of meaning out of it. Hundreds of meaning because they are new every morning. So you read it today, you got a meaning. Tomorrow you read it, you got another meaning. Next tomorrow you read it, you got another meaning. Next week you read it, you got another meaning. Next year, another meaning. So that's how it is with God. So don't say, I know this already. No. Take apt attention to what we are about to pass across via the Spirit of God and let it operate in your life and yield results. If there is anything you need to make a solid decision of today, is that whatever is going to be coming out of this series throughout this month, that it yields results in your life. That God will not have to come and remind you, or God will not have to come and tell you again that it is time for you to rediscover purpose. No, that from this moment, from this month henceforth, that your life begins with purpose and continues in purpose. You, so you meet with the Lord. Amen. Amen. So I, I want us to pay absolute attention to what is coming forth. So like I said, the topic, the theme for the month rather, is rediscovering purpose. Rediscovering purpose. What a, what a, what a, what a great theme for the month. What a great theme for the month. And we, our concentration for today is redefining purpose. <laughs> redefining purpose. Amen. Redefining purpose. You know, we are today is going to be the foundation. So I'm going to be brief. I'm going to be quite brief for today. It's going to be we are going to be laying the foundation for the world of, for the for the month. So redefining purpose. You know, the way life is going these days. It's like it's moving so fast. And there is just a cliche. You know, there is now a trend. And it has been trending for a while, for a very long time. And it's it's still trending till date. And, you know, people come and all they talk about is how to get money. You know, we begin to chase money and you know it is not it is not well i have no problem with that but with the rate and with the level at which we are running after these things it's just a proof that purpose have been lost it's just a proof that purpose have been lost because we are chasing after what has been provided for we are chasing after what has been provided for in purpose. A man that has discovered purpose will not chase what the word chases. Because he knows that is in is 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 it is is in his purpose 
excuse me, is in its purpose that everything will begin to show forth. Everything will begin to make meaning to him. You cannot bring meaningness, or let me put this way, you cannot bring meaning out of life except in purpose. Or let me redefine it. Your life cannot be meaningful except in purpose. So whenever a man is out of purpose, he is not meaningful. His life is meaningless. As 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 as, as that sounds, it is true. It is true. Even within himself, he knows that at this point in his life, he, he is not finding meaning to his life. That is why many people live with depression every day. And people complain here and there. Whenever complaint is constant, then it means that there is no complaint with purpose. You cannot keep complaint with purpose and complain. It is not possible. It is not possible. Your association determines the kind of life you live. Your association determines what you display. So if you are associated with purpose, it is not possible to display complaints. It is not possible to display nagging. It is not possible to display depression. Because in the complaint of purpose, that that is where lies your 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 mean your meaning your meaningfulness. That is where your meaning, the meaning of your life lies. So a man's life has no meaning outside purpose. No matter how good looking he or she would be, no matter how financially financially okay the person is he cannot find meaning out of life if he's not in purpose if he's not in purpose life makes no sense to him you know i'm so glad that recently a musician you know sang you know it's a popular song in nigeria anyways in nigeria uh, i'm not going to mention his name because he's so unknown and he, he, he sang and you know and there was something he said that struck me. He said, money does not uh, make you happy. He said, it was when I had it that I realized. Oh God, I was struck by that word. Because, you know, when we tell people that you cannot find joy in the things that you pursue, in these ephemeral things that don't last, when you pursue money or you want money why do you need money so that i can feel important it is a wrong pursuit it is a wrong desire it's a wrong desire because money cannot buy your joy it can give you a a a lasting you know a lasting happiness for just a moment it just lasts for a moment, but it cannot, it can thrill you. Yeah, money has the ability to thrill your feelings. You know, that's why you can give a lady money and before you know it, she's all over you. You know, you can give a guy money and before you know it, he just wants to do everything you say. But it's just for a moment. 
you know, have you ever given someone money and the person is just rejoicing? Oh, and you tell the person, okay, help me do this, he runs, he does it. You tell the person, help me do this, he runs, he does it. Help me do this, he runs, he does it. At a point, he's going to tell you that, ah, come, is it because of the money you gave me? Now, at first, he didn't say that. Why? The money was still thrilling him or her. But it got to a point that it was getting excessive. And he's going to tell you, please take your money if this is what you want to keep doing to me. No matter how large the money is, nobody wants to be controlled. No matter how large it is. So money cannot give you lasting joy. It can only give you a thrilling moment. So listening, you know, hearing that from someone that is called a celebrity in this country, it gave me a, a kind of joy. Why? Because at least people that are listening to him, that are trying to be like him, will be able to listen very well and realize that it is true that money does it. Because if a man at that level of fame and of wealth could open up in his music publicly that money does not give happiness, then I think it is something that is worth visiting. So the way, the rate at which we pursue a lot of things these days, the rate at which many people kill for money, the rate at which many people sell their body for money, the rate at which many people lost their dignity just for money, many people, you know, many people, you know, bring down their integrity for money. Honesty is no longer in the game because of money. All for money and fame. You know, it's something that is generated out of a man that has a meaningless life. And like I said, you cannot find meaning out of life except in purpose. Except in purpose. Except in purpose. So we are trying to redefine purpose because we are, you know, presently people are, are beginning to misunderstand purpose. Some people confuse purpose with personal desires. No, they are two different things. Some people confuse purpose with 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 what they feel is needed in the world. No, they are two different things. They are two different things. Some people confuse purpose with their own goals and ambition. It is good to have goals and ambition. It is good to have dreams. It is good to have aims and objectives. But do not confuse your own personal dreams, your own personal ambition with God's ordained purpose for your life. So we are going to be trying to redefine what purpose means. We are going to be trying to redefine what, what God has ordained and orchestrated as his own counsel on purpose. Amen. I hope we are following. I hope we're following. So, life without purpose is meaningless. Life without purpose is meaningless. Let me say it again. Life without purpose is meaningless. You know, I, 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 I lived, you know, I had issues with life many years ago because, like every other person, and probably the way some of you are feeling today, uh, I, I really didn't feel much out of life because I felt empty. Why? I, I didn't discover purpose. I had not discovered purpose as I then. And I, I had issues with myself. 
I had issues believing in God. I had issues believing in God's ordained ability, God's potentials in my life. I had issues believing in, you know, I had issues working things out for my life. I had issues choosing things that I needed. You know, it's so it's so amazing how purpose determines a lot in our life. You know, many people don't even know that it is God's purpose for your life. God's predestined purpose for your life that even determines the country you are born in. Many of us think it's just by coincidence that we were born in Nigeria. Some, some of you think it's by coincidence that you were born in Ghana. Some of you think it's by coincidence that you were born in South Africa. Some of you think it's by coincidence that you were born an American or a Canadian or whatever nation you were born in. It is not coincidental. It is never coincidental. Ephesians chapter 1 makes us understand that he has predestined us. Predestined us. So before we were born, we were in God. God saw us, God formed us, God wrote about us. We are still going there, so don't, don't let me go move too fast. So, you know, he already predestined us. So he, it, it was our purpose that determined the kind of family we came through. It was our purpose that determines the kind of experience we went through. My experience as a child was different from your experience as a child. There might be similarity, but there is still differences. There are still differences. There might be a point of connection, a point, a meeting point, but there are still points that are not going to meet for life. So there is something that I have gone through that you can never go through. And there is something you have gone through that I can never go through. I'm not talking about the physical situation, but I'm talking about the effect it's having in my life. Why? Because of the kind of purpose that the Lord has destined me for, predestined me for. So many of us don't even know that it's our purpose that determines our sex. See, I'm just trying to take it from the foundation. You know, when people talk about purpose, we go too far to start thinking too deep. You know, okay, purpose is this. No, start from the basic. Even your gender is a proof of your purpose in life. Let me say this again. Even your gender, your sex, is a proof of your purpose in life. God, you know, God cross-checked, out-checked, outsourced everything required for your purpose. And at the end of his conclusion, he saw that you coming as a female will be far better for your purpose than coming as a male. So don't ever think you were a mistake coming as a child. Probably in Africa, yeah, where, you know, where you know, they believe in giving birth to male child and, you know, first child, a lady, second child, a lady, third child, a female, fifth child, you know, and maybe your father begins to insult your mother that she, she, she couldn't produce a male child for, for her, for him rather. She couldn't produce, as if she's the manufacturer of babies. She couldn't produce a male child. And your father insults you that, you know, female don't amount to nothing. Don't believe those lies. Do not believe those lies. Because if God who ordained the affairs of heaven and earth, if he had looked and saw 
that what befits the kind of call and purpose he has, he, has, he has predestined you for is that you come as a lady, as a female, then it is something that you should be proud of. Never allow any culture, any philosophy, any, 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 any doctrine tell you that you being a female is, 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 is a disgrace. That you coming as a female is, is, is something that you should not be happy or rejoy or joyful for. <laughs> so also as a male. So also as a male. That you came as a male man. That you came to this world as a male child. Is because God evaluated your purpose and saw that you need to come as a male to be able to undo this kind of purpose. You need to come as a female to be able to undo this kind of purpose. You know, there are some, there are some, oh God, uh, ah, oh Lord, help me, give me your trance. I don't want to go too deep with this. You need to, so even as simple as your gender is, as simple as you think your gender is, it is still within the jurisdiction of God's purpose for your life. Are you following? So every day you wake up, you wake up with a sign that you were born for something. And what's the simple sign? That you are a male or a female is a sign that you were born to fulfill something as a male. You were born to fulfill something as a female. You know, that this is the reason why it is absolutely devilish for a woman to wake up one morning and say, I want to be like a man. It is devilish. It is not sane in, on any degree level. It is the stupidity of the highest form and degree that a male wake up one morning and say, I want to change to a, a woman, to a female. Because when you understand the nook and cranny of purpose, you realize you changing to a female from a male is just being stupid and cutting short your destiny in life. Cutting short your destiny in life. You saying, I want to become a, 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 a male. I'm not, I'm not proud to be a female. I don't, I, I, I just, I just feel, I just feel, I feel okay being a, a guy. I just, you know, I enjoy myself being, and you feel, <laughs> if, if, if your, if, if, if feelings are to define life, then everybody should be able to carry gun and kill anyone. How many times have we felt like doing something? But we control ourselves not to do it. So that you wake up one morning and you feel like a male. Does it turn you to a male? So, so should you now start pursuing becoming a male because you feel like it? If you see poison and they tell you it is sweet and you feel like tasting it, do you taste it? Won't you control your feeling that and say, ah, no, this is poison. I'm not supposed to taste it. Even though they are telling you it is sweet. Are you supposed to taste it because you feel like? <laughs> So, feelings should not define your life. I don't know who that message is for. Feelings should never define your life. So that a culture tells you that it, you, you should feel bad for not being coming as a male child isn't true. It doesn't mean you should now start going about believing such. Your feelings should not define you. 
It is what God says about you that should define you. Amen. Are you with me? So, uh, these things are, are, are very basic. Very basic. Many people don't know that gender is also a determinant. It's also a pointer to your purpose. Even the kind of family you came from is a pointer to your purpose. The kind of environment is a pointer to your purpose. When God wanted to raise a man that would deliver the children of Israel from Egypt, he caused the man to be raised in Pharaoh's house. Can't you see the wisdom of God? Can't you see the way God caused him to be raised in an environment where he understands the, the, the nook and cranny of that nation? So there was no secret Egypt could hide from Moses anymore because he lived in the palace. He was a prince. He was a prince in the palace. He lived and grew there. Why? That was his own experience. That was his own experience. When God was to raise a man that would bring Egypt out of out of famine, he sent Joseph through slavery into Egypt and allowed Joseph experience those things that he can come out and realize and you know purpose become clearer to him. <laughs> Are you with me? So your experiences are also confined in the jurisdiction of God's purposes for your life. Hello, don't forget we are trying to redefine purpose. Because many people have this, this spooky belief about purpose. You know, you have to be deep. You have, no, 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 no. You see, if, uh, there are some scriptures I will read to us this, this, this evening. rather. There are some scriptures I'm going to read to us that you will, you will discover you will discover how simple God has made it for us to discover purpose. Purpose is not something far off. The way, the, you know, the way some preachers talk about it, or some teachers or some motivational speakers. Purpose is not something far off that you have to begin to search. Purpose is as close as your mind to you. It is within your heart just for you to give God the space to enable you to re, to, 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 to get it, to get the, 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 the vision of it, to catch the vision of it. Are you with me? So quickly, let's take some scriptures, then we talk on one or two things. We touch one or two things and we round off. I said I won't take much of our time this evening. But I hope we have been blessed so far. I really hope so. I would love us to go into the book of Ecclesiastes. If you are with your Bible, wherever you are, you could be in your in your room, you could be in your house, you could be on the road, walking back from work or wherever you are. If you have the opportunity to pick up your Bible, no problem. But if you can't, I will read it out. So it's still the same. All right, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 10 to 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Verse 10, I'm going to be reading from 10 to 11. I'm going to be using the New King James Version. Now listen, it says, I have seen the God-given tax with which the sons of men are to be occupied. I have seen the God-given tax 
with which the sons of men are to be occupied. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. He has placed eternity in their hearts. He has placed eternity. He said, I have seen the God-giving tax with which the sons of men are to be occupied. Then he now gave us the location of where he saw it. He placed that eternity in their hearts. Where? In their hearts. Where? In their hearts. <laughs> that word eternity can be translated to the word vision. Lasting vision. Not the vision of the physical, it's the spiritual vision. He said, we walk by faith, not by sight. And that, he said, I have, I have, I, he said, he has placed a vision in their heart, if we have to translate it. A vision in their heart. What vision? Of the God-given tax. So where is the location of that God-given tax in their hearts? In their hearts. The information necessary for the God's giving tax, which is purpose, is in their heart. In their heart. But he now put a, a clause and said, he said, no one can find out the work that God does. No one can find out. So this is where the clause is. That is in your heart does not mean you can find it. Because God is the one that placed it there and is the one that knows where it is. So every man needs God to define purpose. There is no man that can discover purpose out of God. There is no man that can discover purpose out of God. Let me repeat this sound and clear. You can have ambitions, you can have goals, you can have personal desires, you can have passions, you can create passion for yourself. But when we talk about divine mandate, which is purpose, you can never discover it on your own because it is not your property. It is not your property. It is God's property. It is God's doing, not your doing. So to access that, that level of information, then you need God. You don't go to a product to speak to the product to tell you about itself. You go to who? The manufacturer. It is the manufacturer that has the necessary information. It is the manufacturer that knows the nook and cranny of his products. That's why for every product you buy, you get a manual. You get a manual. Why are you giving a manual? That you can read what the product is capable of doing. But even in that manual, you can't find every information about that product. So to know the confirm and the absolute details of a product, you go to the manufacturer. You go to the manufacturer. And who is the manufacturer of life? God. So when you want to know things pertaining to life, who do you go to? God. And his purpose pertaining to life? Absolutely. 
So when you need to know about purpose, who do you go to? God. God. God is the totality of purpose. <laughs> God is the beginning and the end of purpose. There is no purpose outside God. Every other purpose will be destroyed. Whether your ambitions, whether your passion, personal passions, whether your desires, personal desires, every other purpose will be destroyed and swallowed up in God's purpose. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but none of my words will pass away. None will fall to the ground without yielding fruit. That's to show you how forever and everlasting God's purposes are. He said the purposes of the Lord standeth sure. It never shifts. It never changes. Remains the same forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are you being blessed? So you cannot know what your purpose is. Or you let me put you cannot know what your purpose are except you find God. <laughs> Ah, thank you, Father. Unless your identity in God is revealed, you know nothing about purpose. Identity, discovering your identity is, is, is what prepares you for the responsibility of purpose. Discovering your identity prepares you for the responsibility of purpose. So you cannot discover purpose without discovering your identity. And you cannot discover your identity without coming to God. So God is the totality of purpose. I don't know why I feel like emphasizing this. Because I think many people are beginning to confuse ambition with purpose. You know, I hear some people, you know, know, superstars, whatever they call, and they come and they tell you, I live, I'm living for a purpose. I'm living, yes, you are living for a purpose, but what purpose are you living for? Is the question. Are you living for the purpose that you were originally designed and orchestrated and wired by God to fulfill? Or you are living a purpose of that was better out of your own selfishness, that was better out of your own personal desires? <laughs> So, without God, there is no purpose. Or let me put it this way. Without God, there is no genuine and lasting purpose. Lasting purpose. Some, you know, is a very popular story in the Bible. Many thousands of years ago, some men came together and they said, we want to build something. Now, the, the question is, is building a, a sin? No, it is not bad. Of course, I will build. I will build things. I will build a lot of things that God is going to be helping me to build in life, in my lifetime. In his lifetime, in my life, anyways. Because he's the owner of life. So, now, building is not a problem. Today, we have a lot of skyscraper, and we've never heard that God stopped them. <laughs> but I believe God allowed that story in the Bible to teach us something. To teach us something. Because since after then, we've had thousands of people building skyscrapers but in those days they wanted to build something the tower of babel and 
God stopped them. The question is why? Why were they stopped? It was not a sin to build. God gave them the brain to be able to use. And they were maximizing it so good and so well that even God had to say, if we do not stop these people, they will achieve their goal because they were united in it. But why, why did God stop them? It is very important that we study this. Because the Bible says, they said, let us raise a tar that will reach up to the heavens so that we can make a name for ourselves. That's where the problem came from. To make a name for ourselves. To make a name, a fame, a wealth for ourselves. Whenever your life is about yourself, then you have not discovered purpose. A tree does not eat its fruits. God did not create you for yourself. He has created other people to, to come to your needs. That's why you will forever, till you die or till you meet with the Lord, you will forever need people. You will forever need people and connections. Because a tree does not eat its fruit. Have you ever seen a mango tree eating mango fruit? Have you ever seen an apple tree eating apple fruit? It is not possible. It has never been seen. Will never be seen. Because a tree does not eat its fruit. So God has created you for the people. Not for yourself. For the people. That's why they use the word sent. He said, I am sending you. When they send, it is not to you. You are not always sent to yourself. You are sent to the people. You are sent to the people. You are sent to the people. So they said, let us make a name for ourselves. And God can suit that dream of theirs. It is not wrong to dream. In short, there are many times God placed dreams in our hearts. There are many times God placed desires. In short, when we are going through the process of purpose, you will see how God communicates purposes to us. Sometimes it's through our passion. Sometimes it's through our desire. Sometimes constant dream. You just sleep and you have, I mean, I mean, night dream now. And sometimes just dream big. You begin to imagine things and you think you are the one imagining it. No. No. There are some times God gives you your, your, you know, it brings the picture of your purpose through imagination. Through imagination. Sometimes you just, it brings it through the, your passion to solve a problem. You just see a particular issues in a, you know, in a particular area of life. And you just become naturally passionate about it. But one thing, one litmus test that should be done to every purpose is, is, is it about yourself or about the people? Or put it this way, is it about yourself or about God? If it's not about God and the people, then that purpose is not genuine. It is selfish and it will not last. Yeah, I can assure you of that. It will not last. It might seem lasting, but it will surely not last. It will surely not last. Like the Tower of Babel. It will then, it seems as if it was working because they were already on the, on the project. They were building and it was going fine until the Lord caused a confusion among them and they began to speak the language of confusion. Language of confusion. 
So whenever your purpose is about yourself, it is not from God. It is never about you. It is about God and the people. It is never about you. It is about God and the people. God and the people. Another scripture before we round off. Psalm 139. This scripture I love so much. Psalm 139. We'll start from verse 13 to verse 16. Then I give you a simple definition of what purpose is. I give you a simple definition of what purpose is. Then we round off from there. Are you ready? Psalm 139, verse 13 to 16. I read from here. It says, For you have formed my inward part. Now, this is David speaking. Speaking about how he was constructed. How every man was formed from the womb. Even before the womb. And he said, For you have formed my inward part. You have covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secrets. And skillfully wrought the lowest part of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your books they all were written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. In your books... The whole were written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. So what was David talking about? He's talking about a finished book written concerning individual lives. Even before they were born. Before God started everyone, he finished us. Let me put it, let me make it more personal. Before God started you, he finished you. And, you know, this is a very great message of hope. We can spend the whole day here talking about this. Before you were started, you were finished. Now, it means, what's the implication of this? The implication is this. It means when God speaks to you, he's not speaking what he wants to do. (laughs) Ah, glory to God. When God speaks, speaks to you he is not speaking from your level or from your point of view or from your perspective god is speaking from your hand oh you are not getting this now 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 imagine a film now some many of us if a few of us love seeing movies right yeah uh but many of us have not gone to see on set you know just go on set to see how they make movies and watch the director. The director is with the script. He has the script. He knows already how the movie will end. But oftentimes, they that are acting it don't know. <laughs> but in the end of the director is the script. So when the director tells you that at the end of this movie, Cinderella will become the wife of a prince, believe him. Oh, Father. Father, have mercy. When the director speaks, oh, God. Are you with me? I said, when the director speaks, I say, Cinderella will marry at the end of this, at the end of this, this, this act. 
Cinderella will end up being the wife of this charming prince, Prince Charming. Believe him. Why? Because he is with the scripts. Not the actors. The actors do not direct the movies. The actors are not in charge of what happens in the movie. It is the director that directs who will end and who will not end in the movie. It is the director that determines who wins and who who loses. (laughs) So when God speaks, he is speaking as a director. Because before you began to live, he had finished your scripts. (laughs) Oh, Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Before you took your first breath, God already saw when you took your last breath. And you now began to live afresh. God finished you before you started living. So he knows what you will go through, what you will ever go through that you don't even know yet. What you are going through presently, he knew it could come. He knew and he already made a way out in his scripts. <laughs> Uh, for every, for some of you here that love series, love watching same watching series episode by episode, if you have noticed very well that for every episode, for every problem that comes, there is always a way that at the end of the episode, a, a solution will come forth. If the solution doesn't come in that episode, the next episode will bring solution. It brings solution. There's a popular movie like that, you know. Is a science fiction movie and all the superhero everything. And from every episode, a problem arises. And towards the end of the episode, the solution comes. If the solution doesn't come in that episode, the next episode will surely bring the solution. Why? Because in the in the director's hand is, is, is the written script. So he already knows that, okay, in this episode, this problem will come. But this will be the solution in this episode. So why don't you believe God when God says, I will make a way where there seems to be no way. He is the one that wrote the script. He knows where there is way. It is you that you are not seeing way there. <laughs> amen. Amen. I think I'm going too deep. And I promise not to go too deep today. Not to go too deep. So God has a book of your life written in his life in his hand. I mean written right in his hand. He said, I have engraved you in the palm of my hands. Never to forget. So you are you are a complete book in the hands of God. Are you with me? Absolute complete, absolute complete book in the hands of God. <laughs> Amen. So God has finished you before you started living. This is a point for you to start praising God because you know what? Soever you are going through today will not last. But written in the book concerning you are your purposes. God orchestrated and already fine-tuned your story. And how at the end of the day is going to bring glory to his name and the kingdom. Amen. Amen. So can you see for yourself? 
how real this is if you are a believer. So how do I not define purpose? From those two scriptures that I read, we can draw a definition of what purpose is from God's perspective. So I, write, I, I put it this way. Purpose is the written desire of God. Please listen carefully. If you are writing, write it down and study it because this definition can take you months to, to, to study. Purpose is the written desire of God in which he chooses a man and equips the man to express and fulfill on earth within a frame of time in a destined location. Uh, can you see the compartment of purpose? The one will be dealing with it as time goes during the, um, the series. So I said, I go over it again. Purpose is the written desire of God in which he chooses a man. So number one, it is the desire of God. Number two, that desire was written. Number three, he assigned that desire to a particular man. Number four, and he equips the man to express and fulfill it on earth. Number five, within a frame of time, <laughs> when we get to characteristics of purpose and features, you will understand these things. Within what? A frame of time and finally in a destined location. Not everywhere is meant for you. You were not made and born to be everywhere. You were not born to be heard by everybody. You were not born to solve every problem. You were born to solve a particular problem. You were born to, to be in a particular location. And from that location, you are being heard everywhere. And though you are being heard everywhere, you are not solving every problem. It is not possible for one man to solve every problem. It is not possible for one man to solve every problem. Are you with me? <laughs> Amen. So let me go over that definition for the last time. Then we'll run off from there. I say, purpose is the written desire of God in which he chooses a man and equips the man. Potential. Someone say potential. Yeah, potential. When we get there, it's going to be so interesting. Potential. He gives you potential. He equips the man to express and fulfill it on earth within a frame of time in a destined location. Within a frame of time in a destined location. Wow. I'm so I'm so glad about this series. I would love to stop here at this point. And uh, I just want you to to believe in God that this season the Lord is going to open the enlighten the eyes of your understanding and help you to be able to see deeper than you are seeing presently and help you to have a clearer vision of what your purpose is that you will not be roaming all about doing nothing you know a purposeless being one of the most purposeless being on earth is the devil the bible says he roams about when a man does not re realize his purpose he keeps roaming he keeps doing this and doing that doing this and doing that doing this and doing that and keep making series of mistakes and mistakes upon mistakes mistakes upon mistakes error upon errors why 
because he has not discovered purpose. But show me a man that lives in purpose. Show me a man that has discovered purpose. Then I will show you a man that is out, is free from error. He might make you know little little mistakes just because of the man's nature. But those mistakes cannot destroy him because he is a man of purpose. A man of purpose is delivered from error. The errors of life. Because he chooses in purpose. Amen. Praise God. So I would love to stop here today. Believe God, no matter who you are. You think you don't, you know, I've met people who have come to tell me, I don't think I, I don't know if God gave me any potential. I don't think I can do this. I don't, just don't worry. Believe God during this series and trust God. I want you to join your faith with man. Trust God to bring to you because if God has sent this word in this season, then there is the power to perform as well. Whenever the virtue of the word comes of God, then there is the power of God that is always there and his integrity will see to it that he performs what is necessary in our life. So as this word is coming forth, let us join faith together and believe that God will bring purpose to the most simplest term of all that will be able to discover in this season or rediscover what purpose is and not just to discover it for fun but to begin to work in it and it begins to yield fruit for us in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for spending this moment with us. Um, we are sorry we took quite a number of time but thank you. I believe it is worthwhile. So make sure you do not miss next week. Do well to invite your friends that there is a series going on, you know, on the commission, via the commission, and they should not miss it. It's the series on rediscovering purpose, and today we have dealt with redefining what purpose is, and I believe you've been blessed. So I want you, wherever you are, to just say thank you, Jesus, for this great teaching that you have brought back to me. Thank you for this reminder, and help me, Lord, as the series continues next week. Help me, Lord, to keep discovering and rediscovering and rediscovering until I get to that point of perfection in the name of Jesus. Have a wonderful evening. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful service tomorrow uh, for those going to church. Have a wonderful day and a week ahead. Um, Good night. Many people don't they try to trap us 
try to save us, oh no, no To God I surrender He calls me my child I call him my father So I beg you, save me Take my will and make you break me Me, I want to be a vessel Oh God, leave auntie And I like the way you slow Mixed Wonders Magic.